Hello and welcome to the third episode of the What We Learn podcast. This is kind of a little short podcast that telling of a very amazing story, miraculous story that happened way back in the day with my grandpa, my grandma, and my mom. And I've got all three of them here today and we've got two mics. So we're going to be playing uh, musical chairs, trying to make sure we get good mic positioning for everybody. So if you hear a little ding or a pop, we're moving mics around. So <laughs> anyways, so to start this story off, do you remember around what year this was? This took place. 1973. Okay, so 1973. And what was the purpose for the trip? Like, why were you guys out in the middle of the winter time? <laughs> well, we were, we had made a quick decision. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for it, but we had made a quick decision on uh, homeschooling. And we needed some advice from some people that knew, and they understood what we would need to do. And we were really headed to uh, near Loveland, California, to eat what they call Eden Valley. Loveland, Colorado. Colorado, that's okay. right. <laughs> Colorado. I'm sorry. So, what time? Do you remember what time of year this took place? It was fall. It was early into the winter. Uh, it was, uh, but it was so early. And it wasn't winter yet. It was still fall. And uh, the decision was made be just before school would start. Um, and uh, we headed out. And I was driving long hours. And it was 2.30 in the morning. So I've been specifically past this place multiple times. My future could have ended pretty quickly right there. Because um, I'm a truck driver. So I drive back and forth across there. And... So were you guys eastbound or westbound? We were eastbound, okay. and and we were heading on the four-lane highway, and uh, we weren't too far from li what they call Little America. Yes. And y you've seen that place. Yep, still there today. Big, massive truck stop. <laughs> anyway, out in the middle of nowhere, and we were, at that time, you could travel at any speed, basically, in Wyoming. Uh, that's been a, quite a few years ago. It was open speed limit. And I was doing 70, 75 miles an hour, 2.30 in the morning. And then all of a sudden, it struck me. I looked at the ground. This didn't look good. And it was, it was, um, it was nothing but ice. But we had started down a hill at, at the same time, and it, off in the distance, off in the distance, I could see the bright lights of Little America. So we were headed down toward it, and so we were west of Little America at the time. At that moment, I realized I need to start slowing up, but then something caught my eye in the dark, way ahead of us but maybe not as far ahead of us as we needed. And it seemed to cover the whole highway on my two lanes. There was a big meridian, a large meridian, and it sloped downward and went across, and there is grass in there. Normally you could see that, but not at night. And I looked across, and that truck was covering, it was a truck laying on its side, didn't know that until I got closer, 
it terrified me, and I realized there was no way, no way we were going to get slowed down enough. I could only slow down so fast without losing total control of the car because of the ice. And it looked like it was about an inch deep. I mean, it looked that way. And so we were headed toward it, and I was slowing down as I could. I turned to everybody in the car and the kids. I told them, get down behind the seat, pull a blanket. They had blankets back in the back seat. Uh, seat belts were on the edge of everything at that time. And uh, they were getting down behind the seat and get packed because we were going to hit that truck, I figured. Um, lumber. So this was a, huh? a lumber yeah, yeah, this was like hit a lumber, lumber truck. Semi-truck we were going to hit it, yes, and okay. it was laying on its side. Okay. And um, there was lumber ahead of us and in the truck. And uh, it covered, like I say, all the way across. He was sideways on there. And so um, I yelled at them to, to get down, and they were getting down. And I said, We're going to hit this thing. I looked at my speedometer. At about the moment we were going to hit it, it said about 50 miles an hour. So this was not going to be a good thing. And I made a uh, yell out, and my daughter, I think, recalls that part. You remember that? I do. Um, what I remember is Dad saying to get down on the floor. And um, I remember him saying... We're going to hit it. And then the next thing out of his mouth was, no, we're not going to hit it. We're going to fly over it. And that's what I remember. Yeah. I cried out those things, but there was was one thing I cried out before. I told the kids to get down, and then I knew we were going to hit it, but I then cried out, Lord, save us. Mm -hmm. Only those, that's all I could say. Because there was no moments. And at that very moment, I found myself saying, immediately afterward, with all the confidence in the world, no, we're not going to hit it. We're going to go over it. And I I was, didn't think about afterward that, that those words came to me without uh, forethought at all. And I know that, you know, God gave me the words and and we, here we went up. We could hear, and I'll let my wife say. I'll move it over there. Yes, we could, we could hear the lumber hitting under the car, you know. Uh, and then when we landed on the other side, he just landed so perfectly. And he just went over to the side of the road. And then when he tried to get out of the car, he could not even stand up. It was so bad. And he tr- he wanted to put a flare out. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to put a flare out because I knew that somebody else was coming or going to come over for sure, so I need to get flares out. And um, I jumped out of the car. But on the, when we were going over, I looked down. I didn't even think about how did I see it. I didn't think about that, but I seen plainly, I could see the axle. I could see the tire below me, 
and I was going over that area. I looked out the window and could see that. I didn't feel the car was moving smoothly. We heard the lumber, and uh, there's no question about that, but it was moving smoothly. There was no jerking, no nothing, and we didn't fly off the other side of the thing in disorder. It was just like, I, the only way I could describe it, and I didn't even think about it at all at the moment. These are afterthoughts. Yeah. It was totally smooth, just as if you picked up very carefully a very uh, a delicate uh, model car or something, and you set it down very carefully on the table because it was very fragile. And that's how we were set down. And we sat down immediately on the other side of the truck. And at those speeds that I was at, everything. And I didn't think about it. I just pulled over to the side of the road and stopped thinking to get the flares out. I got to get a flares out right away. So I was trying to do it, and I opened the door, got out, and bam, I was on the ground. <laughs> it was slick. It was so slick. And uh, then I looked up at the top, and, uh, oh, I looked across the road first, and I seen a um, state patrol sheriff or something, but he was in an, like an SUV type thing, and he was out waving one of these flashlights that have the long red uh, nose on them that lights up when, and he's waving it, and he's looking up the hill, and I could see that much, and I said, what is it? Uh, and I said, whoa, semi coming over the top. I'm getting out of here. Because I thought if he hits him, we're in big trouble. And because we were very close to the truck. Yeah. And so I got in the car, and of course, I'm still high on adrenaline. And I, we head down and turn off, and it's not that far to Little America. We pull into Little America, and I, not thinking about really all of what happened, but I heard the lumber. And I said, this car's got to be terribly damaged. And so I got out, I looked it all over, it drove fine down there, but I wasn't moving very fast. And I got out, and I looked around the car and everything, and then I got in, I said, I don't see anything. I, everything looks fine, it looks like I'd just been driving down the road. And so I got in the car, and I, I says, well, we need to go on. And so I was trying to move the car. I couldn't hardly touch the pedals. My knees were knocking so hard. We were all shaking. Uh, I think everybody was. I don't know. I know I was. I was knocking so hard. I looked over, and there was a motel over there, and I said, we're not going any further. That We're going over there. Yeah. And that's where we went. We were trying to head either to Cheyenne or Laramie. I don't know which was first. I, I don't remember. Yeah. But... During the whole thing that was happening, when he said we're going to hit it and all that stuff, I had no fear. I was completely, it was afterwards that my body started shaking and we felt like we couldn't go any further. You know, it was quite an ordeal. Well, I don't remember having any fear. I don't know. I mean, at that age, I think I just had such confidence in what my dad had to say that I don't remember actually having any fear at all, or even afterwards. I really don't remember myself as as far as how I felt. But looking back, I know that 
God was there with us. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one thing I still hadn't grasped what had taken place. And uh, it took time that all of a sudden we, you know, just begin to think about what processed. It actually took a couple of days, and I said, wait a minute. I didn't have any, I was relaxed. And those words came out of my mouth. I didn't even, I hadn't thought that. I just knew we were going to hit it. In my mind, we were going to hit it. And then when it came out of my mouth, we were going over it. It was like, where did that come from? You could feel the car lifting oh, yeah. over. You yeah. know, it. Yeah. Yeah, you could feel it. And, and that, that was the thing. It was, since then, I've, I've thought about it. What is that like? It's kind of like being in an elevator and you feel it lift. And that's what it was like. And yet I heard the lumber. And I thought, later I thought, was the angels just walking on it? <laughs> yeah. But it was so smooth. And what got me is how we came off the other side. And I came down, I says, that's not natural. You, if you were coming off of that, you would have, you possibly, if you'd been on the edge of it, you might have rolled on over because it was on its side. You would have maybe flipped, but there was none of that. I land on all fours, just like I was sat down like you would lay the baby on the bed. And that's what we all, I think, felt like inside, too. Yeah. What's crazy about it is there is still a possibility that somebody else saw that happen because that state patrol was out there. That is true. I hadn't thought about it until you brought that up. That is true. And I do not know. We listened to the radio afterward thinking um, there may have been something reported about it or like at least the a driver big wreck. yeah or at least the big wreck that was about to happen because yeah the big truck coming over he may not have seen that happen because i don't think he did uh i didn't see anything like that in rearview mirror but uh, that doesn't mean he did uh, you know i i was out of the rig when i looked up and seen but that was when i'd seen whoever it was police of some kind over there and uh, waving the light. And that's what caught my attention to look up the hill. Why is he waving the light? Yeah. So it, uh, we didn't continue our journey until later the next day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, and that was the fall of 74? 73. 73. 73. Fall of 73. So, if for some random reason, some ex-state patrol from 1973 hears this, or somebody that knew him see this from the other perspective, we sure would love to hear his perspective on it. Yeah, also, if the trucker might have been standing there somewhere, and I didn't know that, out of the way, and he'd seen it happening, he might have run. Yeah. yeah. I, if I was him, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been several times over that area of road, to the point where you're going 70 miles an hour and all of a sudden everybody's going 15 and 15 seems too fast. They can get black ice so easily out there, Little America, Laramie and all all that area. So 
Yes, yeah. I heard that later, that that is not unusual. And it can be just a strip of area that's like that. It could be that way for several miles, but also could just be uh, two or three miles wide and uh, that it would be like that. Yeah. So does anybody else have, does either of you have any more inputs you want to put in before we end the podcast for today? I know it's a little bit shorter of an episode, but this was kind of just like a single story thing that we got. So any, any more thoughts? No more thoughts. Okay. <laughs> you said that somebody wrote it in a magazine at one point. So it has been published in a magazine, but this is the first time that it's audibly been put out. So by the eyewitnesses. So thanks everybody for listening until next time.